Yeah, candy corn is uh, triangular shaped uh, honey flavored sadness. Really. <laughs> um, Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 175 of Unscripted. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie, and with me, as always, the fashionista of fleece. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the one and only the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, this feels woefully inadequate after Mandy Rudd knocked it out of the park last week, but we're going to give it a go anyway. How the hell are you? I am doing fantastic. Good to be home. Um, we've talked a little bit about this, but uh, I, I know that the road warriors out there that do this sort of thing all the time, I am excited to be back in my office, sleeping in my own bed, and excited to be chatting with you. So how are you, man? Doing great. Thank you for asking. Um, I like you. Glad to be home. It was a great week last Last week in Dallas at LDW, and, and I'm, uh, we talked about that, I think, a lot last week, and we may even touch on other things today. I don't know. But uh, very glad to be home, but I'm also glad about something else, Kirby. What's that, Bill? Thank you so much for asking, Kirby. That would be our good friends over at Hall's ID line. That's right. They, you know, they're a 48-year-old family-run company, and I always love that in our industry, how many family-run companies there are, yours being one of them, mine being one of them yeah. um, as well. But their staff has hundreds of years of combined experience, and they have that online inventory program that distributors, you, cannot, you can put badges in there, certainly, but you can also add mouse pads and counter mats and their entire new product line of coasters. And to help every distributor sell more, they offer free spec samples, random samples, and other marketing materials with your distributor logo on it in detail. So that's, that's going to help you keep your name in front of your clients. We always talk, talk about using promo to sell promo. Yeah. Here's a perfect opportunity. Totally. Love it. And they have a website. Speaking of free self-promo, they have a website set up for it. Selfpromo.idline.com. All you have to do is upload your artwork, your details, your name, rank, serial number, phone number, Pop-Tart flavor you prefer, whatever <laughs> it is. And they're going to produce 100 free re-sticket calendars, and those are those repositionable calendars that are going to keep your name in front of your clients not just 365 days next year, but it's leap year, so you get an extra day. <laughs> so you're amazing. actually maximizing your promo one day more. I love that. Awesome. So visit selfpromo.idline.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, we're back, back from uh, travel. Are you ready to broadcast at a, I don't know, I'm feeling platinum today. Oh, dude, we are. We are so platinum today. No one is more platinum than us. Yeah. <laughs> Worldwide. Excellent. All right. So I'd like to start us off at the topic. It's very rare that I demand that I begin. Yes. Kirby, I demand that I begin. Okay. All right, so I don't. This directly affects the role of promotional products. Okay. I don't know if you saw this, but Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa. Yeah, I had a feeling and, this might come up. And Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky are co-sponsoring a bill to limit spending on promotional products by federal agencies and departments. Once again, we can rely on our federal government to put the top priorities right at the front of the line yep. to make sure that we're we have no other problems. So that's yes, a good that's right. thing. So it's actually included in a larger effort to reduce spending on public relations and advertising. And, and this always strikes me as, 
short-term savings at the expense of long-term gain. Of course. You know, yeah. it's it's always one of those things that just it, it, it's a lot of saber rattling. It's a lot of hey, you know, we're we're totally cutting costs here. We're we're and it and it is always happens as we approach election year. Yep. It never happens in an off year. As as we approach election year, make no mistake, we are 11 months away or 12 months away from the election. So this is perfect timing. Um, but they always fail to realize that Kirby, and you know this, we all know this, promo is still the most effective way to reach a targeted audience. Got the highest rate of recall, retention, ROI. Paul Bellantone talks about it. Yeah. And so what I, 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 I would love your thoughts. I don't, I don't think you disagree with me, so this might be a very brief topic. But, uh, so I would want to hear your thoughts, but I want to do, oh, if, you, if you agree that this is a ridiculous, ridiculous way to spend government time and energy to limit spending on something like promotional products when there's wildfires in California, there's all sorts of other problems we have as a country, um, I would urge you to take action. When you go, if you would go to promocorner.com, click on the promo journal section, and then click on Unscripted, this podcast today, the November 1st edition of Unscripted, you'll see a link in that post, and that's going to take you to a form that you can fill out very easily, Mm-hmm. Um, it's super quick. By, I've already done it. Yeah, yes. su- I, I have to super quick done by PPAI. Send it right to your senator to tell them exactly what you think about this bill. Um, so please, I urge everybody to do that. So go to Promo Corner, click on the Promo Journal section of our website, click on the Unscripted Podcast. It's number 175. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be titled. I'll probably title it something along the lines of, uh, you know, Fight, fight the government or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but in the body there, we'll have a link so you can email your senator directly. And we really encourage you to do that. Kirby, any additional thoughts? What did I miss? Uh, you didn't miss anything. I, I, I totally, as you would expect, I agree. I, this is, I, I tried to come. I figured we'd talk about this. So I was, one of the things, you know, I actually wrote a blog post about this about a year or so ago. I'm going to put it up today because it's, it's sad that we have to um, have this discussion on a regular basis because I, 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 the blog post is called The Hypocrisy of Politics and Promo, where I talk about that, you know, that senator, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that they're a part of their reelection uh, strategy. They're getting reelected included promotional products because they affect human behavior. And so the idea that to get elected, it makes sense to utilize them. But then the moment you're in, you take a shot at it. That's that hypocrisy is something I'll never understand. Um, but but I've I've tried to come up with an analogy, like where it's like, how do you like? If you say, okay, we're gonna t- take, um, I I can't imagine a senator making a thing saying that you could never do billboard ads, you could never do um, uh, TV advertising, because again. Taking a shot at one whole thing like that seems absurd to me. But I'm, I'm thinking, okay, what if it was a totally different industry? Would it seem as absurd to the rest of the country as this, this seems to us? And I, like, right. what if you said, you know what? Alcohol is really not doing any good for our senators and our president and our, you know, state representatives. So we're going to ban the use of any alcohol. Yeah. Well, Everyone would be in uproar because it would be challenging freedom. And by the mm. way, alcohol is a huge industry. Right. <laughs> That's, but, but somehow this seems appropriate 
to have this discussion. And so I, I just struggle, you know, hey, you know what? Cars are bad for the environment. So senators are no longer, that, I'm going to put together a bill that says you have to carpool. You're not allowed to own a Ford. Right. That's absurd. So I, maybe those are um, imperfect analogies, but it's because it's such a, to me, this is such an absurdity that I struggle to even come up with a a, a good you know, comparison. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, it, when, when it comes to cutting costs, and look, there's a lot of government waste. No one's going to argue that. We all hear the, the, the stories about, you know, toilet seats for the military that cost, you know, $42,000 each and all that stuff. Right. I, I just wish for once, and it's easy for me to say, I'm not a senator, I'm not a congressperson, but I'd love for once them to look internally. Hey, what, do we really need the franking privilege, which allows them to mail anything for free? Do they really need uh, subsidize? Do they need free health care? Um, you know, why aren't they treated like the rest of us? I mean, we could get on a whole rant here, and I don't really want to do that because I don't want to lose sight of really what the topic is. But it would be nice if they looked internally and thought about you know the waste that they themselves produce, right? As opposed to quote unquote what they feel is waste by uh, the p- private sector yeah. that actually um, funds it well actually funds it <laughs> yeah. and actually creates jobs yeah. so you want you want to go ahead and hurt small businesses yeah go ahead and push this through uh, Senator Ernst and Paul, please. Yeah, and by the way, I do want to give a shout out. This it's funny. Yesterday, I felt like there was an activity. You know, I got emails about this. I got, I saw it on social media. This is something that I think PPAI does exceptionally well. Absolutely, like they respond with such swiftness and such professionalism, much better than I could possibly do. And for those of us who are members of PPAI, this is why we are members. Like I, I, just, I think Paul and his team do an amazing job. They, they do. I mean, they're on it so quick. In fact, not only are they on it so quick they're the ones that inform us about it in the first yes, place yes yes so uh, kudos to paul bellantone and kim tadora and in the and uh, ann stone maurice norris the entire team at ppai both the public relations and the government relations team and then paul with his uh, very steady hand of leadership really taken the uh, bull by the uh, let's call it the horns kirby on this topic <laughs> that's what we would say on a platinum level broadcast <sighs> you there yeah, I'm sure right here. Absolutely. Okay. We sure would. Sorry about that. No problem. So, hey, Kirby, you got another topic for us as we do a very non-smooth transition on this now <laughs> Balsa Wood Level podcast? Yeah. So um, I'll go with, uh, looks like ASI, I think it's the Power 50 just came Power out. Power 50! So um, that is something that, again, you and I have had discussions about lists in the past. I love lists like this. I think they're you do. fascinating. Uh, they I, I always stop what I'm doing to check them out. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've had a chance to check out the Power 50. Um, Kirby, I have had a chance to check out the ASI Power 50 for 2019. Yes, yes. So I, I, I still, I, I haven't counted the number, but I, you know. There's 50 of them. Yeah. That's why it's called a list of 50. Ex- oh, Except I'm that sorry. it's not. I know, it's uh, not. There's like 75 <laughs> people on the Power 50, um, which is I fun. know. Um, so I wanted to see, A, if you had anything that jumped out at you. There was something yeah. that jumped out at me. And uh, what your thoughts were on the annual Power 50. 
I, I actually do like this list, um, and I do like lists too. I know I rail against them yeah. somewhat. It's just I always want to know what the the metrics are, like yep. who decides, because it does seem a little subjective. But I do like this list. I, I keep looking through it though, and what's interesting I find, and I've looked through it several times. I've got it up right in front of me right now. I don't see either you or me on this <laughs> list, which is very strange to me. To me, that actually adds credibility um, to the no, list. No, it, it not only adds credibility to the list, it would completely. It might even cause ASI to go out of business if we were on this list. <laughs> yeah. um, a couple of things did uh, jump out at me. Uh, I thought that uh, uh, Chuck Fandos, uh, around number seven, he dropped a couple spots, but he is doing such great things over at Facilis Group. That jumped out at me. Jeff Bezos from Amazon yep. at number 15, I'm sure that jumped out at you. It was like, it whoa, did. okay. Yep. Um, that, that came out over. John Norris, um, number 21. Uh, his his affectionate nickname is Brotato. So <laughs> Brotato is uh, number twenty one, and because it's all the work he's doing with promo standards, that's exactly he's right. Really, he's really become the the standard bearer of that. Um, I'm always amazed that we just mentioned Paul Bellantone. Yeah. and I know I know Paul pretty well. He's a friend, and he doesn't have ego invested in this, but. I'm sorry. Come on, 27. He's got to be top five. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I just, I just think he's top five. Yeah. Um, and again, I think. By the way, I, the other person who generally, and I'm kind of glancing at this just to make yeah. sure I'm right here. But Tim Andrews is not on the list either. I know they do that yes. sort of on purpose as well. Um, but you know, those are two people that head up organizations as well. So well, and yeah. and I almost wonder, and I, I was just about to say that I wonder, you know, because what they did this year a lot is a lot of pairing of people, which is mm-hmm. is very cool. You know, you have Kevin Lyons mm-hmm. Tar and Suzanne Warwood from Four Imprint. They're the number one, uh, so really one in one and one A. Yeah. But why not? You know, maybe maybe you know, even though ASI and in PPA are different organizations, obviously PPA is not for profit. ASI is a for profit organization. They are both respected advocates in the industry so and and they and both tim and paul do sometimes share that mantle of of you know leading the charge about the the greatness of our industry so i don't know i would like to see tim on this i think it's well deserved that he would be on it but i also understand why not on the list Um, i I, I echo what you say though i think paul definitely again when i think of the industry at the end of the day that's sort of it's a little bit like my uh, definition of a hall of fame it's not a hall of morality it's not a right you know it is a hall of fame to me if you're if you think of influencers and you think of our industry I mean, I think of Paul Bellantone. He is literally one of the first people I think of, regardless. And so, yeah, well, and, be, and that's it's my only critique, personally. No, and we've always talked. My my philosophy on a Hall of Fame or a list like this. So this is kind of a Hall of Fame for the year, yeah. if, if you will. Right. Yeah, I like that. Um, can you tell the story of promotional products with Person X or without Person X? Yeah. And so for the year of of two thousand. Uh, Nineteen can you know? Can you tell the story of promotional products without Paul Bellantone? No, you can't. That's why he's on the list. Yeah, and by the way, I love that definition, and I think that's kudos to the rest, the, just the entirety of this list, because yeah. I think that that is an accurate description of this list. You can't tell the story of promo and our without marketing these without these folks. So kudos yeah. to everybody on this list. Yeah, it's really cool to see, and and uh, I think ASI does a tough. It's it's a tough job. I think they do a really good job. Yes, because you know, basically, when you put out a list like this, you're basically inviting everyone to sling arrows at you Judge verbally. Me. Yeah, so I I think it's a fun list. I think. Yeah. It's a super fun list. Cool. You know what else is super fun, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That would be drinking your favorite beverage out of a Tervis Classic Line tumbler. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know about you. I still have my promo MBA tumbler, yep. and I, I use it for my favorite beverage every morning, which is chocolate milk. That's right. I'm five years old, everybody. <laughs> and it's a perfect vessel to hold chocolate milk. And, and we could get into the ratios of chocolate and milk and maybe the, you know, the fat percentage of milk. That's not what we're talking about, is it, Kirby? No, of course not. No, we are talking about their classic line of tumblers. You know, they've been around since 1946. They make it perfect for that active, on-the-go, chocolate milk-fueled lifestyle that we all live. <laughs> it's the original double-wall insulated drinkware, and it keeps cold drink cold, cold drinks cold, and it reduces condensation. Made for that, or it's backed by that made-for-life guarantee. Made in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher safe, microwave safe, BPA-free. Honestly, these are the most rugged plastic Triton tumblers available in the market today. Thank you. You want to learn more? Yeah, do you want to learn more? I do. I knew you do. I'd like to take up more time here, but that would be rude. I'd like you to go visit TurvisPromos.com. And you know what, Kirby? What's that? You're not going to be sorry you did. Love it. All right, Kirby, I've got another topic Go for I'd it. really like to talk about here. I've got a lot today, and I know okay. we're not going to get to all of them, so that sucks. Um, okay, so I don't know if you saw this. You are a fan when you are drinking a canned beer that is not a craft beer. Mm-hmm. You're a fan of Miller Lite. Yes. Correct? I am, Have, yes. Are you aware of their um, kind of promotion or social media for the next month? Have you heard this? I have not heard this. Okay. So until November 29th, Miller Lite will reward customers who unfollow them on Hmm. social media with a free beer. Nice. So they, if you if you go to the Miller Lite Twitter feed or Twitter page, they're encouraging people to unfollow them and increase their efforts to socialize and leave technology behind. So it's Facebook, Hmm. Instagram, Twitter tweet. They want people to enjoy quote-unquote Miller time. I love that tie-in. Very smart. Very, very smart. Um, and all you have to do is you text photographic proof to uh, to them. They have special numbers. And give them the, your PayPal account information, and they'll be credited for a cost of beer, and they have 189,000 free beers available for you. Huh. That's interesting. Isn't that an interesting approach? I don't really have a question. I just thought, really, you know, it's one of those things, and it made me think of Dave Rendell, who is a friend of ours. And yeah. he, he is, he, he's uh, one of the co-authors, along with uh, Stan Phelps of Pink Goldfish, and it's about standing out. He's also the author of A Freak Factor. Yeah. And he, he is a very much an advocate of taking your weaknesses and turning them into strengths. And when I read this, when I saw this, it made me think immediately of Dave. And how, not that there's a weakness inherently here, but they're taking, basically they're doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is clamoring for followers. I'm going to, if you follow me, I'll do this for you. Give me your data. I'll do that. Miller Lite's taking the absolute opposite approach and saying, you know what? Give us a break for a month. Go enjoy your family. Enjoy Miller time with your friends. And we're going to pay for a beer for you to do it. I think it's genius. Okay, so I think it's interesting. And and as I'm sitting here thinking about it, like you said, I had not heard about this, and so this is new. So here's where I think is that um, the genius of it, because my initial reaction is, yeah, but what are the long-term ramifications of losing 189,000 followers or whatever? And then it occurred to me that the way you do this is that you send them your information. 
So now they actually, it's it's the difference between uh, renting a list and owning a list. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's Facebook or Twitter or whatever, Facebook owns those people. You don't. Right. Whereas right. if you give them your information, now you are on their text and email list or whatever that list is, and they own that. Right. And so I actually think that's the genius of it because now they can they can send you offers, marketing, or whatever directly as opposed to getting the 3 to 5% organic yeah. reach of a Facebook post, yeah. which is interesting too. Well, aren't you kind of also playing into the inherent fluidity of people following and unfollowing on social media? Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, you, they're, they're, I, again, I think the approach is genius for a couple of reasons. One, you're doing the opposite of what everybody else yep. is doing. So just on the surface, it's, it's pretty smart. But then when you say... Hey, and we all know that it's the old, uh, the old advertising slogan they had. Hey, it's Miller time. We still say yeah. that. People say that they don't even know what it means. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like a lot of things. You know, a lot of people don't know what hair the dog means, or mm-hmm. a lot of the sayings we we use these days, colloquialisms as they were. But when you tie it into Miller time. Yeah, I think that really elevates it to genius level. Hey, yeah. we want you to unplug from social, enjoy Miller time, and enjoy a beer on us. Yeah, no, that I, is, I, I love it. Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and you talk about give marketing as opposed yeah. to to you know push versus pull. It's pretty interesting. Well, and again, when you can tie in the idea that oh, by the way, we're also getting your information yeah. uh, too. That's uh, that's pretty. That's a jujitsu move is what I'd say. It, it really is. So I just wanted to share that with you. I knew you'd be interested in that. Yeah, so. I like that. And I think I think the lesson here is as you look at your social media strategy, start thinking in terms of how can we do something radically different? Yeah. Yeah. Right, I like Kirby. that a lot. I like that. You got another topic? I do. Um, we'll make this one fairly quick. I just, I saw this on LinkedIn, um, the adage that uh, if at first you don't succeed, so I'm going to read this to you. So essentially the adage that you need to taste failure before you can truly succeed in your career is gaining credence. Mm-hmm. So essentially a decade-long scientific research study um, from Northwestern said that workers who had early career stumbles were more likely to be stronger than those who hadn't experienced a setback. Mm-hmm. And so it's not survival of the fittest. It's just that I think it sort of um, links the idea that some – we talk all the time about be willing to fail, especially early on in your mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. It's actually lending statistical credence to that idea that you should be willing to put yourself out there and that as long as it's not a catastrophic failure, it sets you up for success long term. Yeah. I-, I thought that was kind of a neat tie-in and I was mm-hmm. curious to know sort of your overall thought about uh, yeah, it. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I've been very open with my failures. I continue to be. I feel every day I screw something up. Yeah. Um, and I think it's part of what, you know, people keep telling me. So it's not me saying this. It's other people telling me this and me sharing that information. It's what makes me relatable. Right. Um, I've been fired from jobs because I sucked at it yeah. or I just decided I didn't want to do the job anymore or, you know, a long time ago. And so I failed. The only thing I what I what – I, and I think it's important to share those failures, especially in the social media society. We just talked about social media. In the social media society we live in, all we see is everybody's highlight reel, as you would say. Yep. So I think it's very important to humanize um, yourself by sharing the failures, too, because everybody thinks everyone else is an overnight success, and it's just not the case. What thing that struck me as I was listening to you, and believe it or not, I actually was listening today. <laughs> you're, you're getting a very engaged Bill Petrie on your podcast <laughs> today, folks, uh, with the fact that, you know, fail early. Yeah. Be willing to fail early. Um, can we just say be willing to fail? 
Because if you decide, um, okay, between the ages of 20 and 32, I'm going to be taking risks and I'm willing to fail. But after that, man, I need to steady the ship a little bit. I think that's wrong. And so when you say, when not you, but the article or how it was presented to me anyway, so if I'm reading it wrong or hearing it wrong, I apologize. When you say fail early, be willing to fail early, I think it's just be willing to fail. Sure. When If we're not willing to fail, then we're not willing to take the necessary risks to innovate and evolve. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I, I think that really the, the idea of being willing to fail early, I guess when I hear that, I think when you are young, you almost don't want to screw up and put yep. yourself out there. I think it's just giving people permission that, look, you're not going to have it exactly right, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I think you're right as well in the sense that, you know, I'm still willing to try new things. It's actually Amy and I were talking about this the other day. It's, it's I see people so held hostage by that paralysis by analysis oh, sure. of trying to be perfect. And it's like, dude, just start the Instagram account. Yeah. Just, just do <laughs> yeah. and, and, and learn on the way. Well, people ask you and I separately and together all the time, hey, how, how do you start a podcast? How do you start a blog? I, I You know what? You just do it. Yeah. It's just that simple. Yeah. All right. I wanted to one very, very quick topic just because sure. it's timely and next week it'll be as stale as week old bread. And I want to get to it. I don't know if you saw this, Kirby. New emojis have been released. It's a big deal for <laughs> for anyone who uses their portable text message machine. Yeah. Um, yeah it's it, first of all, is this important? I want to ask you that. Is it important? So, and the other thing is, uh, you know, you got robotic arms and legs like for uh, okay. a prosthetic prosthetic arms and legs. Cool. Waffle. Very important to have waffle emoji. Um, wheelchair, so recognizing people who have disabilities, which mm-hmm. I think is cool. Yeah, sure. Um, onions. Got to have onions. Sure. Uh, I don't know who's clamoring for the banjo emoji, but we have that now. Okay. Oyster. Ice. That, that was a big one. Um, butter. Was was butter important to you? Did you need – have you been needing a butter emoji? Um, and then a skunk. So is this a big deal and as I was talking with our creative director here at Promo Corner yesterday, trying to come up with some topics, she was incensed that there's not a bulldog emoji. Um, so yeah. do we need a bulldog emoji, Kirby? What is this emoji release? Uh, all kidding aside, is this emoji release every six months to a year? Is this even important? Do we care? So I would say that some people obviously do care. The fact Mm -hmm. that uh, Kelsey is outraged about uh, the lack of a bulldog emoji means that 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 there are people who are interested and engaged in this. I, I'm the wrong audience for this because I I don't use emojis at all. I think this is the moment where everybody's like, oh, cool, Kirby's old, Um, and that's fine. I. Emojis mean very, very little to me, but obviously I do understand that other people are totally in. So well, it doesn't a, matter to me. There's a scuba. Uh, I'm sending you emojis right now. <laughs> of course you I'm, are. I'm sending you all manner of emoji right now. There's some right. really good ones on here, Kirby. All right. Um, I'm going to put my phone in the other room. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Oh, there's also, oh, wait, there's a oyster emoji. Use that one. All right, so Kirby, we're at the point of this podcast where you, it's your week, get to pick the promo person of the week that's dedicated to highlight the one person in the promo industry that's really grabbed our attention in the last week. So Kirby, I turn this podcast over to you. Yeah, Who is your promo person of the week? Yeah, I think I I had I had somebody in the interest of transparency, and then I realized it was somebody that we'd already used. So I immediately the person who popped into my mind is actually Jonathan Jonathan Isaacson. 
Uh, Jonathan, awesome. yeah, spoke at LDW last week. I have seen him speak before, and I'm always blown away by – he just seems like he's one of those guys who's the smartest guy in the room. Um, his talk at LDW where he talked about the, uh, the century of innovation from 1870 to 1970, I have been talking about that since that talk ended. Like, awesome. Uh, I've been telling the team here about it. And just the perspective that it gives us about the speed at which innovation is happening and why that affects us in the industry and out outside the industry. Um, I was like, I was really enamored by his talk and, uh, he's a guy in the industry, quite frankly, I've never met. I don't know him, but when I see him, I'm always impressed. So that, that's my, uh, promo person of the week. Great choice. It was a great talk and it tied directly into something Paul Bellantone and I had talked about earlier in the week in one of my favorite quotes. And Paul's got a couple of these that I've stolen over the years. And here's one is the pace of change will never be as slow as it is today. Yeah, and good. what Jonathan Isaacson went through and just the the world and data and all it was really amazing, and not only that he runs a really great company in Gemline. He's <laughs> yeah. got a lot of really good people working for him. I I've I don't know him very well. I've had conversations with him over the, probably the last 10, 15, 20 years, but he is a very very sharp man and uh, really really good talk last week. Well, really quickly, one yep. of the things he talked about is, and, and I'll make this quick, but 1870 to 1970 is essentially the century of innovation where mm-hmm. every single thing that we engage with didn't exist in 1870. Correct. And as I was, you know, was I telling the story to the team, the, the building I'm in here in Coshocton mm-hmm. was built in 1871. Oh, that's interesting. Right? And it occurs to, like, I started talking to the team about it, I'm like, so electricity didn't exist and phones and all this stuff. And this building was here and just literally down the street, promotional products didn't exist either, except okay. they did a couple years later on this street. And so I like you tie all that together and it's like, that's kind of, I don't know. It was kind of mind blowing to me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very relevant. I saw yeah. good stuff. Good, yeah. good promo personal week. Good job, Kirby. Platinum level. So, Jonathan Isaacson, your box of virtual high fives with Ocho didn't exist in 1870. will be on your way at a time of Kirby's choosing. All right, Kirby, so now we're at best ever. Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit because that's what I do, and I don't tell you that I'm going to do these things. Yep. I want to know two things. First, I want to know the best candy because today is Halloween as we record Mm, this. I want to know the best candy you would steal out of your child's... um, candy basket okay okay okay. and then i want to know what is the worst candy you'd replace it with oh easy okay so well the the best candy i think in in the first one i would go with is just reese cups um Mm. i think they are um ubiquitous and so they're Mm -hmm. always there and i like them and that's an easy one honestly though my favorite's probably a sweet tart okay um which is not all the time in there, but when I come across a sweet tart, those are all me. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not a big sweet guy, but that, for do. whatever reason, that's one that I really like. Okay. And I think candy corn is essentially the candy version of earwax. Yeah. So I would get rid of that. Yeah, candy corn is uh, triangular shaped uh, honey flavored sadness, really, <laughs> um, when you really think about it. So if I could answer that question, so I, yes. they're, they're, I, I, it's not my favorite candy, but it's candy I only seem to get at Halloween. Okay. And so I will swipe all manner of little mini Heath bars, mm, okay. a little, little chocolate-covered toffee. <laughs> okay. So, and I'll replace it with those horrifically creepy orange and black mystery-wrapped 
boxes of dis or bo- the little nuggets of disappointment. You know what I'm talking about? Like peeps or what are you talking about? No, they were like when we were kids. I think they're peanut butter flavored. They're just like round little things wrapped in just generic orange and black wrappers. Oh yeah, no, I don't even know what that is. And if I don't know what it is, I'm not eating it. Okay. So. Well. Sorry. Some people out there know they're yes. these, it's just, they're 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 like a chewy, almost like a taffy. It's like a peanut butter taffy, and they're okay. horrible. There's no flavor. There's no wow. There's no excite. There's no nothing. It, it sounds gross. If that it's makes disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. You know, it's not disgusting though, Kirby. What's that, Bill? That would be getting some self promos over at Hall's ID line. That's right. They've got those free self promos just waiting for you. All you need to do is visit selfpromo.idline.com, upload your artwork, your specific details, and they're going to give you 100 free restick calendars, and that's going to give you 366 days of exposure at your clients over the next year. Kirby, thanks as always for uh, enduring this podcast <laughs> with me. It was fun. All right. Have a good day, Kirby. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.